Hello, everybody. It's Ellen Lakend on the Poker Divas radio show. We're excited to be with you today. For those of you who are new listeners, the Poker Divas show is not about how to play poker. It's about how to use the game strategy to enhance your professional and your personal life. You may not realize it, but you're playing poker your entire life, even if you've never played a hand of cards. You play it every day metaphorically. Because poker is about reading other people, it's understanding people's motivations, it's learning to be the better or the aggressor so you set the tone and the pace, it's how to deal with a bully, whether it's at the poker table or the conference table, and all of those skills make you great in poker, but they also make you good in business and in life. And this show is certainly not for women only. In fact, we encourage everyone to listen. We have a lot of male listeners because we explore the gender dynamic a lot because it's very real and it's very relevant in business. And today's show is about the power of perception and building your brand, or as we say in poker, crafting your table image. You know, we've talked about table images before, but mostly from the perspective of how people perceive you. And this time we're going to talk today with our special guest about how to consciously and deliberately craft the image you want and making perception work in your favor. So I am very hard, uh, happy today and excited to talk with Susan Junal. Susan, I'm sure I, I messed that up, but I'll, I'll, you're going to correct me in a moment. She's, Susan's the president and CEO of Key Slash Creative, which is a marketing communications company based in Orlando, Florida. Susan, welcome. Thank you so much. And it's Ganelius. Ganelius. Cornelius. Ah, that's a good way to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Susan. So, so you know, today Susan and I are going to talk about how to create your personal brand or your table image and perception versus reality, the importance of being visible or being the better, so to speak, and knowing when you need to change your brand. Sometimes, you know, things change personally, professionally, and you want a new you, so to speak. And mixing up your brand or your game based on who you're playing with and the consequences of what happens when you're not authentic, and, and lastly, why it's okay if your brand does not appeal to everybody. So it's a lot to talk about. I know Susan is, has, a, has, a, has a, a meeting in about a half an hour, so I want to get right to it. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Oh, I'm happy to be here, and this is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> That's great. Well, I just want to tell our audience a little bit about you, Susan. Um, Susan's the president and CEO of Keep Splash Creative, which is a marketing communications company which offers copywriting, content marketing, email marketing, social media marketing, and strategic branding services. Susan is a recognized marketing and branding expert with 25 years of experience, both working in corporate America and as a business, business owner. And she is the author of 11 books. Um, the Ultimate Guide to Email Marketing is her most current, was released in May of this year. And in addition, Susan is also the founder and editor-in-chief of Women on Business, which is womenonbusiness.com, an award-winning blog for business women. She's a certified career coach, and 
Welcome, Susan. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, makes me sound very busy. And in fact, I am very busy. So it all makes sense. <laughs> I don't doubt it. So, so listen, Susan, we, we talk in poker a lot about table image, which is how people perceive you. And in and, and business, you, you have the opportunity, unlike the poker table all the time, to carefully calculate your table image which, and really come up with the personal brand that you want. What, what's the first thing you, you would tell people to do who are on this road to building their personal brand? Personal branding is such a hot topic these days, and when you think about building a personal brand, you have to remember that what you're building, one of the first rules of marketing is that consumers build brands, not companies. And the same thing applies mm. when you're building a personal brand. You can do all kinds of things to build the personal brand image that you want, but the audience is the one who will perceive something from what you're delivering to them. So building a brand is not a once-and-done thing. It takes a while to craft the right messages and um, deliver the right experiences, which for a personal brand would be speaking on the phone, having someone visit your website, interact with you on social media, um, at a poker table. So... You need to be consistent in how you present your brand to your audience so that they become comfortable with it and start to understand and believe in your brand promise, this image that you're trying to create for yourself. And if you're not consistent, they'll get confused and turn away from your brand because they don't know what to expect from it. That is the number one brand killer is brand confusion. So Everything starts with figuring out what your goals are for your brand, who do you want to be, what image do you want to portray in your marketplace, whatever that might be, and then how do you consistently communicate that to your audience. Consistency is step one in brand building. Okay, so so I think that makes a lot of sense, and we see that with, with people brands, and we see that with, with you know consumer brands. So once you've decided what you want your image to be, or at least have some idea, what, what should you then do next? Well, next, think about who your audience is. Mm -hmm. Is the image that you want to create, the personal brand that you want to create, does that align with the audience that you're trying to connect with? So let's say that you're trying to uh, get a job in a, a new company mm -hmm. or in a new field, whatever it might be. Right. Um, you might have an idea of the personal brand that you want to portray to the world, but is that the brand that's going to align with your goals and with the audience who's going to be receiving messages from you? If there's a disconnect, then you won't reach your goals. And that's why in marketing we refer to it as targeted marketing, segmenting our audience and coming up with messages that are appropriate, appropriate and will resonate the most with each audience. And we segment audiences based on demographics, where you live, your age, your income level. We segment audiences based on psychographic characteristics, um, their hobbies, the magazines they read, the things they like. And we segment on behaviors. What websites do you 
have you visited? How many times did you go to my um, online shopping cart? Which products did you look at? Those kinds of things. And you adjust your message depending on the audience that you're speaking to. Yeah, I think that's a so really again, good point. Yeah, I, th- I yeah, think and you. Back, yeah. You still have to be consistent with that overall brand promise, but you need to adjust how you're speaking to different niches within your overall audience. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think it's a very good point. You're going to have a, a different brand image if you are looking for a job than you might if you are look um you know running a business if you're an owner versus if you're a if you're an employee and you may have a different brand brand image with your clients than you do with your vendors it's it's a constantly changing uh, entity so to speak right absolutely and you see a lot with um younger people uh the millennials and they have a harder time understanding that you need to put on a different hat and adjust your messaging in order to reach your goals, whether you're speaking with uh, someone for a job interview or you're speaking with someone for, uh, at the poker table. You have to make adjustments just like big companies do when they're advertising their brands, depending on who they're speaking to. Right, and and you know, Coca Cola doesn't you know just run one, one ad on one station. They they have a they have a a singular message for the Coke brand, but they are reaching everybody in a different way. And and absolutely, one of the best examples of that is I don't know if you remember a few years ago, McDonald's had a lot of commercials out where they referred to McDonald's as Mickey D's instead of McDonald's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was a very targeted strategic approach to connecting with certain segments of the overall market. Do, do you see any differences in the way men and women go about building their brands? Um, I think there are differences mostly because men and women are just innately different. And this goes to psychological studies that show uh, you know, men are more likely to... Um, and I don't just want to use negative things, but the one that's coming to mind right now is something more negative to men, so I apologize, but it just <laughs> happens to be the one that's popping into my mind. Um, men are more likely to embellish on their resumes because they think, oh, I can um, learn these skills, or I might not be the best at it right now, but I'll figure it out as I go. Women are more likely to just put in their resumes what they're absolutely 100% capable and confident of doing. And that's just something that research has shown. So if you think just of that one little statistical fact, um, it shows you that men and women present themselves differently. Yeah, that that being a self-promoter is an important part of building your brand. I mean, being being bold and, and asking for raises and promotions is one thing, but you, you have to have that same sort of bravado when you're building your brand you really you you want to make sure that you have a clear vision and that you stand out. You don't want to blend in. You don't want to be very vanilla. And I think that if if people don't have that bravado that you're talking about, that men are more apt to, to have than women, that they they're just they're not going to mean anything to anybody. That's true. And some 
people, regardless of gender, are just very extroverted and, and very good at self-promotion. And I see people like that, you know, throughout the past decade, as social media marketing has grown, I've seen so many people with just no marketing experience who just built very strong personal brands as social media experts, even though they're not, they have no basis in marketing knowledge, um, strictly through content, social media interaction, um, selling online products, and being amazing self-promoters. Right. So good for them. It can be done regardless of what your skills and knowledge are if you wrap it up in the right packaging. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point that that you don't necessarily, <clears throat> excuse me, just because you say you're an expert doesn't mean you are. And I want to go back to that. We're going to go to break right now. And we, when we come back, we're going to talk to Susan about what you can do um, from a social media perspective to make your brand stand out. Stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi. I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. This is Ellen Lakend on the Poker Diva Show. And today we're talking to Susan Ganilis, president and CEO of Key Splash Creative. Susan, you there? Um, you know, before we went to the break, we were talking about people that have really built their brands on social media. Whether or not they're for real is, is, a, is another story. But that just goes back to what the, the topic of this show really is, is, is perception is everything. And that is why it's so important for you to craft the perception 
that you want and, and build your brand very methodically, very decisively, and not just make it um, something that somebody else builds for you. And, and, and Susan referred to these people who you know, built online brands, and, and they, may, they, they build themselves as an expert in whatever it is, in marketing, in social media, in women, whatever it is, and people believe it because that's what, that's what they're told. So, Susan, once somebody's come up with their brand and they, they want to make sure that people looking for them are able to find them, what, what should they do? Well, the first thing you want to do to start building your personal brand on social media and online is to create your LinkedIn profile because that's where people are looking for professional um, bios and, and lists of people's experience. Are you there, Susan? Okay, so we're going we're gonna to get Susan back on the phone. But, yeah, I mean, that is, from a business perspective, LinkedIn really is the gold standard. That's where, you know, employees go to look for you. And your LinkedIn profile should really be something that is very professional. It's not the time to be posting pictures of your of your dog or your vacation. It should be a very clear um, profile of of who you are professionally, but also, you know, it should it should show something about you, not just what you do, but who you are. And that's that's a really important point because people, a lot of people have the same skills. You know, there's there's a lot of people that do exactly what you do, but what makes you different, better, stand out, is what makes you you personally. So I think that is the um, that is the um, one of the most important things. Re LinkedIn and 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 make it that profile should be very rich. It should have video. It should have links to any blogs that you have. It should be something that people really get a good understanding about. And, and you know, I think a lot of people post things on social media that they will later regret posting, particularly younger people, because not only are prospective employees looking for your LinkedIn, but they're looking at your Facebook, they're looking at your Instagram, they're looking at your, they're looking at your Twitter. So, you know, while it may seem like a lot of fun to post yourself, you know, in it, being the life of the party on social media, if that doesn't match what your profile is professionally, then it's a good idea not to include those things because it'll come back and that does become part of your brand. And the, the other thing is, you know, what else can you do to... Susan, are you there? No, she's not here. Um, sorry, we lost her. She's we're getting, trying to get her back. Um, what else can you do? So it's not only the obvious LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Also, blogging. If you have a blog, if you have a podcast, I started this podcast because I thought it would be a very good way for people to to understand more clearly um, about what we do at Poker Divas and about what my my passions are. You can also do videos, short videos, so people get a sense of your personality and your your essence. You know, it's one thing to read about somebody; it's another thing to actually see them them live. And it's it's easy to do. 
it's easy to do and it's inexpensive and it's something that you know people people love videos and and also you could start creating a following you know create try to by writing by engaging by giving people something that they would not normally get or something new something unique different perspective uh, you will create your own following and 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 then commenting on on the influencers that you admire and respect is also a a way to to in, in a way you're associated with who you're associated with so when you for example on your profile linkedin page the people that you follow reflects your attitude your beliefs what you're interested in so s- carefully select who your influencers are but but become involved with them engage with them and and comment on what they do that's a, a really good way to to help elevate your brand cuz you know again people associate you with with who you're associated with and and one of the things that that I do that I think keeps me connected with a lot of people is I send out a newsletter and you know sometimes I don't have um sometimes I don't have the um you know I'm not selling anything but I just but I just um have a, um, it's a way for me to reconnect with people. People like you to reconnect. And I make sure that all the photos in my newsletter look good and that it really reflects the quality of, of the poker, poker diva brand. And, you know, don't be afraid to be unique. There is a lot of vanilla out there and you, you really, it's, there's so much noise right now that it's really important to stand out. Because if you want to, if you go online and you try to look like everybody else, you're going to look like nobody. You are, your objective is not to blend in. Your objective is to stand out. And by, you know, standing out means, you know, talking about some things that other people are, are not talking about and, um, you know, really making your, putting your own imprint on it. Now we have Susan, you're back. Sorry I'm for back. the technical One glitch. One of the technologies failed for us there for a bit, but oh. I'm back now. I did the best I could without you, but I. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what I want to talk to you about? I want to talk to you about um, what happens when you're not authentic. You know, we hear a lot about authenticity and the importance of it. And you know, could you? Could you? What happens when people aren't authentic? Well, I think. People are are very savvy these days, and I think that just comes from access to the Internet, the social web. We can instantly Google and verify any piece of information that is given to us. We can dig in and and research it and find out if it's legitimate, uh, the source, all kinds of things. And one of those things is authenticity. So if you look at some brand examples, uh, we have the um, Jane Walker and Johnny Walker debacle of... Um, yes, tell, her, tell our listeners about that. Okay, so what happened was Johnny Walker uh, launched a brand, actually it was longer than a year ago, launched a brand called Jane Walker, um, and... It was supposed to be the same whiskey as Johnny Walker, but targeted to female consumers. Mm. And they timed the launch with International Women's Day. 
and gave some of the proceeds to women's causes for charity. So on the surface, this sounds great. You know, what a, what a great thing for a company to do. Now, it, the reason they got a lot of backlash and it, it really just blew up in their face is because it was inauthentic. And that came to light very quickly after the um, vice president of the company he did an interview where he was quoted as saying that um, Scotch is intimidating to women. And so they were launching this product basically to invite women to the brand. But it was those words intimidating to Mm. women that really, I mean, they made fun of it on the Stephen Colbert show. It just was everywhere that this, Johnny Walker product is scary for women. So instantly people realized that they weren't trying to, and and he also said, you know, we're not changing our whiskey. We're not trying to make something different or special for women. Uh, We just don't want it to be scary for them is what he was saying. That is so crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was totally offensive and just went to show that the fact that they were giving money to these charities was great, but when you put that with the timing and his comments, and he was actually directly involved in launching this brand, so he wasn't just talking out of his ear, he really was involved in this. So you put all these things together, and it's just completely condescending, arrogant, totally inauthentic, and it just completely blew up. Because really, people thought that they were pandering to to people through this timing and through the all they did to change the product was swap out the hatted man with um, a top hatted woman silhouette. Right. Yeah, it is. So, it is. It is just you know, it is a case of. I wonder if there were any women on that team. Who made that decision? Do you think were there? Do we know? That I don't know the answer to, but it's one of those things that always makes me laugh because you look at a lot of female products, including you know products related to menstruation, and the people on the development team and the advertising team—it's all men. So it's always interesting to me how these decisions are being made and. And when you think about it, I think at the time, one in four uh, Johnny Walker customers were women. Right. So to launch this product saying that the product was intimidating to women when one in four of your sales is currently women is just such a disconnect. Yeah, it it is a disconnect. And it's... um It'll be interesting to see if that if that brand survives. And, and there, there's a couple. I'm, I'm sure there pl- there are a couple of examples of that right now, trying to sort of pander to the to the female audience. And and there and there are ways to do it, and there are ways not to do it. And I wish I wish we had the um, the time to talk about it now. Susan, can you can you let our um, audience know how they can get in touch with you? Oh, sure, sure. I will leave you with my uh, website is keysplashcreative.com, which is key like key and adore, splash like a wave, creative.com. And they can find me there or on my blog, womenonbusiness.com.
Fabulous, fabulous. Now, Susan, I, th- I think you have to go to a, another meeting now. I do, unfortunately. Okay, well, I want to thank you so much for, for being on the show, and I, I hope you'll come back when you have more time and we can delve even deeper into, into building brands because I know you've done a lot of work on that. And to our audience, we're going to break right now. And when we can come back, we're going to talk about why you shouldn't care that everyone doesn't like you. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Hi, this is Ellen Lakin. We're back on the Poker Divas show, and we've been talking about building your personal brand. And before the break, we were talking about the importance of um, authenticity. You know, we hear a lot about authenticity, and it's, it's, I think it's hard to define. Um, but there are a lot of examples when, when people aren't authentic. But, you know, we, we, we talked with Susan before the break about Johnny Walker Black coming out with the Jane Walker Scotch to pander to women, and it was just... It was not a success. Same product, different label, and it just it wasn't a success. And I'm not sure what they learned from it. I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't seen um, whether or not they they made any changes and either took it off the market or not. But here's a ex- great example of what happens when a company corrects it very quickly, and it it has to do with the Stephen Curry sneakers that were launched for the season. And um, Stephen is on the is for those of you who don't know, I'm not a big um, sports fan, but I do know that he is a um, Golden State Warrior superstar. And a kid came in, and the, and, and Stephen Curry's marketing is his sneakers un, from Under Armour. Under Armour. So a nine-year-old Warriors fan wanted these Under Armour Stephen Curry shoes, except for one thing: she was a girl, and they were marketed in the boys with boys' products, and she brought it to the attention of Under Armour or Stephen Curry, and, and they made the correction. And now, instead of marketing it for boys, they're just marketing it as shoes. So, you know, that's a case where somebody was, you know, corrected where they, where, where they fell short, which, which is very interesting. So there's, you know, listen, it, there's a lot of trial and error. You know, you're going you're gonna, to, if you make bold moves, you're going to offend some people. You're gonna, not going to be successful every time. Sometimes you're going to fail, and that's, that's just the way it is. But, um, you know, 
that speaks to brands too. You know, it not everyone has to like you. And in fact, not everybody should like you because from my experience, it's much better to be polarizing than to be neutral. Because when you're in neutral mode, nobody really cares about you. So I'll give you a, a personal example. Um, Poker Divas, my company Poker Divas. Some people say, you know, Poker Divas is, is a female brand for people who play poker. And yeah, that's what it sounds like. But in reality, what it is, it's an empowerment brand that happens to focus on women and use poker as a strategy. But it's, it's really metaphoric as opposed to anything else. And people said to me, well, you should really try to change the name so you appeal to men and women and you appeal to card players and non-card players. So I'm thinking, you know, what am I going to call it? Card people? Imagine like I said, oh, yeah, I'm the CEO of Card People. Do you want us to do a team building event for you? No one's interested. I say, oh, I'm the CEO of Poker Divas. And everybody says, what's that? So while it's, it's not going to appeal to everybody, it's memorable, it's different, it's unique, and it's, it's something that catches people's attention. So if you are, you know, if you're, you want to be memorable, you don't, you don't want to be like everybody else. Yes, you want to highlight specific skills that you have because there are certain basics, and I'm talking about this for business primarily. Um, you, there are certain skills that sets that you need to have, but you know, there's, a, there's, there's a thousand other people that have the same skill sets as you, so what, what sets you apart? It's just like look at products. A lot of the products are all the same, especially when you look at, at health products, you know, ibuprofen, aspirin, cough, cold remedies, all those products, they're pretty much the, the same thing. It's just, it's, it's all in the marketing and, and you need to see, you know, what's, what is your brand? Where do you want to market? Are you, are you the, are you the serious one? Are you the innovator? Are you the change maker? Are you the, the team player? You know, what, what is it about you that, that sets you apart from everybody else? And, and, and again, don't be afraid to, to be unique because you are competing with so much noise that it becomes very, very difficult to stand out. So think about that when you're putting up your photo, when you're outlining what you've accomplished, when you share stories, should try to share things that are unique to other people. Try to try to stand out. But having said that, you also want to make sure that you, while you're doing every component of your branding, that you're on brand. Because you don't want people to look at you and say, I don't get who they are. You know, in this way, they're very conservative. In this way, they're very, um, you know, innovative. That you can't get a picture. You want it. You want people to look, read your profile, look at you, and say, you know what? This is a picture of the person. And to that point, how you look physically, whether people say it doesn't matter what you look like, I say it does matter what you look like, and I don't mean your physical beauty. I mean your the way you dress the way you're groomed, the way you speak, your tone of voice, whether or not you look people in the eye, whether or not you're engaged. I mean, all of those things matter. I was in an event not too long ago, a corporate event, and it was a group of people that are in technology. And one of the the women there was totally inappropriately dressed and sloppy and took her shoes off. And... Everybody said, oh, you know, it's a very casual company. That's what we do. And 
But I'm telling you, everybody noticed. Everybody noticed, and they may say it doesn't matter, but you can't unsee that. You can't unsee that. It's it's always going to be in the persona. So if if you think that the outside doesn't matter, it, it does. And people are going to get mad that I say that. But again, it's not about what you look like. It's about you the, the way you you know you put yourself together and how you engage with other people. Because that is part of your of your overall brand strategy. So, you know, like it or not, you are a brand. You know, we're all brands. I don't, I don't mean to make it sound like we're not human beings. We are human beings. And the, your human component is part of your brand as well. You know, it's not, just, it's not just what you do. It's what you stand for, your values. And the, there is a, a human component to this. So don't, don't think, oh, gosh, I got I to gotta build myself a brand. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, it seems so fake. It may, it may seem fake to you, but it's not fake if it's if it's you and it's authentic. So so calculate it. You know, sit down and write out, you know, the three or four things that are the most important to you about you. You know, obviously your credentials are critical, but what have you done to improve a business? What have you done to improve yourself? What have, And that doesn't necessarily have to be work. You could have taken a year off and volunteered around the world to, you know, help, help people. You know, that's another way to build your brand. In fact, you know, a lot of college kids right now, that's what they're doing. You know, everybody's got a good GPA. Everybody's got good scores. So what do they do to make their brand different? They volunteer, they build something, they create something. They do something that makes people remember them and is another building block going forward on on building on building their brand and you know your brand is really a work in progress it's not something that you build one day and say okay i'm you know it's over i'm finished it's a work in progress and it's going to change as your values change it's going to change as your experience change it's going to change as the world changes and may need different things from you. So, you know, periodically look at it and say, is this really what I want it to be? And, and, and don't be afraid to ask other people also to, to look at your brand because they know you and they'll, they'll in most cases, not all the time, but, but, in, but in most cases, they, they'll be honest with you and say, you know, you know, it reads like this, but you're really, this is what's very special about you, or this is what makes you stand out. And, you know, you can do it for, for a friend, for a friend too. So once you, once you have the, com- the components together, then you're able to start, get it on LinkedIn, get it on Facebook, get it on Twitter. And I have to tell you, you, you really, you really, have to be on social media. I have some friends who, you know, I think this is generational as well. I think people that are that are under 30, they they they're listening to me and they're saying, "Of course, we're going to be on social media. It's not even it's not even a consideration. It's a way of life." Um, but I know people that are further along in their careers and they don't want to have a Facebook page. They don't want an Instagram page. They don't want to do anything you know, from a social media standpoint, and I I get it because they 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 want to keep their privacy, but 
it's not realistic because when somebody Googles you, if nothing comes up or if what comes up is not what you want it to be, that's a problem for you. So you may not like it. And, and, and again, I get that, but you don't, you don't really have a choice. It's, it's part of, of life now. And yes, there's some very eclectic billionaires that, you know, don't go on social media and whatever. They're allowed to. But for most people, you know, they can get away with it because they, you know, they're running their own world. But for most people, it's not really an option. It's, it's really a way of life. And it's better off if you're able to get comfortable with it and, and get it done. And if you can't do it yourself, then hire an expert to do it. There are, there are people there. Um, we, we hired somebody for, for our uh, Poker Divas LinkedIn to just you know, make sure that it's, it's right, it's reaching the right people, and that it's going to do whatever it is that you want to do. And everybody, and everybody wants it to do something else. Some people do it because they want to get a job. Some people want to be speakers. Some people want to be thought leaders and influencers. You know, whatever it is that you want to do is what your your brand should build. And you know, remember something too. I I, I I'm going back to this. You you're not looking to engage everybody because engaging everybody is very difficult to do, and also it's 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 very hard to appeal to everybody. And if you look at some of the most famous people, and we're going to talk about this after the break. They don't appeal to everybody, but they have managed to have extraordinarily successful careers and make a lot of money. And so, you know, learn from them. And I'll, I'll give you, you know, one obvious example is, is, you know, Kim Kardashian. Look at Kim Kardashian. Half the people you talk to can't stand Kim Kardashian. But you know what? She's got millions of followers. She's got a tremendous business. She's got a, a good business mind. And she has built an entire life, career, brand on social media, creating a perfect example, like her or not. She is a perfect example about how you can create whatever image you want, as long as it's clearly defined in your head, and you consistently go back and and nurture that brand. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about that. So stay tuned to the Poker Diva Show. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talk 
talkingalternative.com. Hello, this is Ellen Lakin. We're back with the Poker Diva Show, and we're talking today about how to build your own personal brand and, and how really perception is everything. And you should, you know, it used to be that your brand was based on people meeting you in person and word of mouth, right? Because there was no online anything. You know, there was really no online anything. So that was it. That was, you know, was, so you had you had a decent amount of control on it. Um, but but you were relying a lot on on, you know, just in-person meetings and, and word of mouth. Now, if you're not online, you really almost don't exist. And I hate to say it, but but that's really the truth. And before before we went to break, we were talking about, you know, how Kim Kardashian built an entire brand based on building her own brand. She she is she is the brand. There's no other brand like her. She is her own brand. She is the only one. There's really no competition. And that's that's really a concept you should think about. You know, you are the only you brand. You know, make it so that really nobody competes with you. And 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 you know, by just putting together your qualifications, you got a million competitors. But if you add other things that make you unique, sit down and think about what makes you unique. And it's often helpful if you start with a very small audience. You know, who do, who do you really want to target? Get that done really well. And then you can expand and see, you know, who else can I include? Who, what, what else do I want? My, what else do I want my uh, personal brand to be? And if you look at if you look at a lot of the celebrities, you see they have. There's a lot of people that have built brands on, really, you know, nothing. I mean, Justin Bieber initially, how did he build his brand? He was on YouTube. You know, he. You know how long it would have taken him to build his brand if he just sent in a demo and he waited and he went back and forth. He got out there and he did a video and he got discovered. And you know, there's a lot of 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 other people that. You know, got discovered via video. Not a, not a, a a not that I'm recommending that you do some of the things that these people have done. But my point is that it is you know it's just getting out there, being unique, different. And if you're afraid of going on social media, and again, this is very generational. You, you get, just got to get over it. You just got to go go start small. And you don't have to talk about you know you don't have to have a Facebook page slathered in photos of your family and your vacation. You don't have to do that. You can post things about what interests you. You can post articles. You can post videos. It doesn't doesn't even have to be. You don't have to even be in it. You just it just has to communicate your authentic self and what's you know what's important to you. I I don't post a lot of personal stuff about myself. You know I'll post a picture if we're at a poker divas event and I'm with the winners or something like that. I'll post that, but I don't I don't really post a personal, a lot of personal things. And you, you don't either, but I do share a lot of things that are part of, of, of my personal brand. And, you know, going back to perception 
It really is, you know, when you play poker, you don't have a lot of options. You know, you walk in the room, you sit down, you don't really know these people, and you're not going to have that much time with them. So how they perceive you is a little bit out of your control. You have some control by the way you bet and by, you know, if you want to play like you don't know what you're doing or you want to play very aggressively. But, but in your own personal life, you have, you have a lot of, right now you have a lot of power in, in your personal image. And it's something that you really should take, should take the time to do. And brands do this all the time. You know, my background is product marketing and brands. And, you know, brands, brands do this all the time. They're, they're constantly reinventing themselves. I mean, I'll, I'll think of one. I mean, it's been about at least 10 years. But Gucci, Gucci reinvented themselves. You know, Gucci was a high-end brand. And then all of a sudden, everybody and their brother was wearing Gucci. And they nobody had no perceived value anymore. And they brought in, you know, a fabulous creative director and Tom Ford. And they and they built the brand into a luxury brand again. So, you know, this this is an evolving, this is an evolving process. You know, think about, think about some of, of, of the brands that you, that you know and love. I mean, Walk down Fifth Avenue now. Fifth Avenue used to be only very high-end brands. You know, Versace, Chapard, Fred's, Cartier, Fendi. I'm just going down it in my head. And now you see a lot of the more mainstream brands. You have an MBA store on Fifth Avenue. You know, you 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 have to switch, mix up your game. You do this in poker too. You have to mix up your game, too, based on the changing times or the changing people. You know, you're changing careers. You're going to have to change your table image. You know, if you're going from a, um, a corporate world to an entrepreneurial world, you're going to have to change up what your brand image is because those people that you're trying to reach out to, they're, they're, looking, they're looking for very different things. And... Uh, being comfortable with the changes and knowing what you need to do is a really is a really um, takes time, and it's it's something that you know. Again, with poker divas, I'll give you another example. You know, I have a marketing background. I'm a, I was a senior marketing executive for many years, and then about ten years ago, I founded this company. I became an entrepreneur. So the people that knew me when they think of me as a consumer products expert. The people that know me in the last 10 years through Poker Divas, they think of me as an expert on women in business empowerment and leadership. So it's, it's you know, you put, if, you, if I had those people, those groups of people in the same room and they were talking about me, you would think they were talking about a different person in a lot of ways. So what I've tried to do is incorporate what's important to me. For example, what relates to both those launching products and marketing and running these leadership workshops. It is understanding the thought process and what's important to women. That relates to people who are buying product and that relates to people who are involved in, in our leadership program. So that's that's the commonality. And, and, and when I post, I try to post things that... that are on that realm so that both groups can really, you know, consistently know what, you know, under, feel comfortable with my brand. But again, it's, it's something that I work with because I know that there are totally two different 
things. They're to, they're totally two different marketing products and launching products. It's very different than than corporate leadership workshops. You know, one one is very one-on-one consumer related and one is very corporate. So, you know, you will have to adjust your brand and sometimes you'll go through a period where, you know, you you're you're in the in the middle and that's okay. If it if it's not it's not exactly where you are at all times. That's fine. That's that's the the beauty of being able to to adjust to adjust your brand. And real brands do that all the time. You know, real brands. When I was working in brand marketing, we would constantly change our marketing based on either new our competition. You know, you have to do that too about yourself. When the competitive set has changed, you really need to relook at how people are thinking of you. Whether or not we're able to expand, you know, we start off as a niche. Who who else is is you know? Sometimes you launch a women's product, believe it or not, you find a lot of men you're using it. So you don't necessarily have to adapt the product, but you have to adapt the message. And and you know that's that was when when Susan was talking about uh, Jane Walker. That's what they could have done. They didn't have to change the name of the product. They could have just marketed in places that were that were female friendly, um, that women were, were would go to. And that, that's a, that's a very different, that's a very different thing. And, and brands are constantly doing that and changing their images. And we need to do that too. So if you haven't already done it, if you haven't already done it, you should buy your name.com. So you do have the ability to put up a website and it doesn't have to be extensive. It doesn't have to be fancy, but it's yours. And make sure that you are review your LinkedIn and see that your LinkedIn is communicating the brand that you want it to be, whether it's what you're posting, who you follow, what you say about yourself. And is there anything that's personal that makes you stand out? If you were reading your LinkedIn profile or a summary about you on a web, your own website, what would people walk away? Like for me, I know that people remember me because they say, oh, she, she's a poker player. And that may not necessarily correlate to my business, but they but they remember it. It's interesting. It's something for them to talk about. It makes me it makes me stand out, um, especially because I don't look like a poker player in the, what the minds of many think that a poker player looks like. Your Instagram, Twitter. If you don't have it, you should at least have a Twitter, and that's easy because that's not really that personal. You can just retweet articles of interest to you and you don't have to you don't have to spend hours a day on it you know I I recognize it's time consuming to be on social media and it is a brain drain I totally get that but you don't have to spend that much time on it but be there and do a google search on yourself and see what comes up and make sure that it is what you want and if it's not you need to be posting other things that become um that will show up when you when you want it to so those are, those are actions you can take right away. But if you walk away with one key idea, it is the importance of standing out. You do not want to blend in. You want to stand out. You want to be the brand of you that only you have, which makes your competitive set really a lot, a lot smaller. So I want to thank you for listening in. I, I, if you have any um, corporate events... We would love to work with you on a Poker Divas event. We do team building leadership programs using poker as an empowerment tool for women and for men because we know what makes you good in poker makes you good in business. And it's not about gambling. There's no money involved. It's about learning everything you need at the poker table to be successful at the conference table. And if you 
check out PokerDivas.com. Some companies block it because they think it's a gambling site. You'll have to look at it on your phone. But you'll get a, a good ex- idea of what we do. And always feel free to reach out to me. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. And we hope you'll tune in again soon. This is Ellen Lakend on the Poker Divas Show. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.